This is Soul on Sports provided by Anchor FM Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for hitting the like button. And thank you for tuning in every day. Now back to the show. Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. Rare, 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 rare. You got the chill, the chill, the chill, the chill. Mind, let your constant be free and get down to the sounds of your PMD. But you should keep quiet while the MC rap. But if you're tired, then go take a nap. Go take a nap. Stay awake and watch the show I take because right now I'm about to shake and bend. The E R I C K is my name, my spell. Things to the clientele, yo. I rock well. So on sports, y'all. I'm sitting here watching this NBA game, the Raptors and the uh, Warriors. Potential, I know we say this all the time, potential finals matchup. Best team in the East, best team in the West. Happens a lot in basketball, knowing the top two teams get there. And Toronto rolled up in Oracle Arena and embarrassed Golden State in front of their home fans without their best player. Kawhi Leonard's not even playing. He didn't even play in this game. And they still beat the Warriors by 20 points. I know it's early, it's not even Christmas yet, but boy, that sure makes me wonder if the Warriors are still having issues or they just early in the year, they're not really stressed about things yet, but you can't tell me that they don't want to win this game tonight considering NBA, and it's a long season, I know NBA players take nights off because it's 82 games or whatever, but when when there's a certain team showing up, they always get up for those games and go and stake and say what they want to say. They wanted to win this one, but Toronto hit clutch shots all night long. They kept them at bay the whole game, and their defense was on point. So uh, believe me when I'm telling you this, man, Toronto Toronto Raptors might be a problem this year. Wouldn't that be something if uh, they actually went to the finals? I mean, if you look at the Eastern Conference, they really got a real good shot at it. I mean, in the East, we only got Toronto, Boston, who's having issues, and maybe Philly. They're still trying to mix Jimmy Butler into that. Like I said, Joel Embiid's complaining about shots. Jimmy Butler didn't play tonight, lost, whatever. But I'll tell you right now, I know it's not even Christmas yet. It's almost, almost upon us. Not even trade deadline. But, boy, I'll tell you what, those Raptors look like they're the real deal. I, they're, they're a serious problem right now for anybody that's trying to get to the championship and maybe win it. All those years I've made fun of Toronto. I might want to back off of those those comments here lately, man, because them dudes been been uh, playing some good ball. I know that the uh, uh, they were a little upset when Demar Derozan got traded. Uh, Kyle Lowry, him and Kyle Lowry are really close friends. They're like they're like brothers. They really, they've been together uh, teammates forever. So it was really upset him. But hey, man, when you winning. Forget about all that other stuff that's going on. Winning cures everything. And right now, they are winning. They're looking good. But as long as it's, you know, injuries can happen, uh, things like that. But right now, they look like a beast. So maybe the, they got rid of the Cavs in the East. Why well, I say that? Because they're not even a threat anymore in the Eastern Conference. So everyone thought it was a 
watch the West was going to take over for sure. When LeBron out of the East back in the, I mean, in the West. But no, that's not happening, man. Those Raptors look like, he's calling them baby Raptors. But I think they might be going through puberty. They look like they're the real deal. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, man, got a lot going on. Got a big NFL game coming up tonight. We got uh, almost at San Diego again, man. I'm so used to seeing the San Diego Chargers. I know they're not there anymore. It's the L.A. Chargers. Even though they got them playing in some little uh, high school-type stadium, some soccer. I think it's a soccer field they're playing in. Uh, They're not even playing in the NFL stadium. But anyway, uh, they're playing – the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City divisional game, very big game, man. You got Kansas City eleven and two, the Chargers ten and three. I'm just gonna say Chargers. I ain't gonna say what town they stay, uh, play in because I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> so the Chargers are uh, ten and three. Like I said, Kansas City eleven and two, very big divisional game. Not only a divisional game, but it's a very big game for the AFC period. If you look at the uh, standings. Uh, if if the Chargers can somehow go up and roll up in the Kansas City and win, which you know they won big games all year, if they can roll up in there and win, that would be huge for their their chances of getting that one seed, which they don't have much of a home field advantage because they playing <laughs> in the soccer field. But regardless of not, everybody wants to play at home. You rather play there. Where it's nice weather rather than go to Kansas City and play in the uh <clears throat> maybe a blizzard up there. You never know with Kansas City and the Midwest and the Eastern Conference areas. You never know what's going to go on with the weather there. But normally in LA, you might get a little some, some showers here and there, but you ain't gonna get none of the weather. They're getting some of those other areas. So this is a really really big game. Uh, Tyreek, uh, the wide receiver, they have uh. Their, uh, Kansas City's wide receiver, they were saying there's a chance that he might not play. But he hurt his heel in the last game they had. I mean, they, they come back win. They had against Baltimore, the overtime win. But, hey, it's a big game. It's a good chance. I think he'll be out there. Tyreek Hill, that's his name. Tyreek Hill, a, a really, really speedy, probably the fastest guy in the NFL, that guy. So they're really going to count on him to stretch the field for them. He's their deep threat for sure. But, you know, with that quarterback they got, like Shannon Sharp says, uh, my homie, what he called him, Patrick Mahomes, that dude got an arm out of this world, so he can he can get the ball anywhere to anybody on the field. Travis Kelsey is extremely crazy. Uh, he, they say he's a tight end, but he's, to me, he's more of a wide receiver. He can just he can line up anywhere on the line or stretch go up, go up, stretch out wide like a wide receiver. So he's a threat no matter what. Great wide receiver. He's a great tight end. When I say tight end, he's all-purpose. He's actually a really good blocker, too. And sometimes they even run shovel passes with him, so that kid can do it all, man. By far the best tight end in the NFL. And the Chargers, they got it all. They got uh, Phillip Rivers. Maybe this might be finally his year to go far in the playoffs. All these disappointing years they've had, him always putting up big numbers, but they never getting there. But this time they actually have a decent defense. And they started good this year. Years past, they would always start bad and dig themselves a deep hole and not be able to get out of it this year. I, I got a feeling that uh, those charges are going to be a problem also in the uh, AFC. I mean, because I don't know, man. New England's looking kind of shaky right now, so you really can't uh, – you don't want to count them out because they're New England, and they're just got the heart of a champion. 
you never can count on a team like New England. And Pittsburgh, you never know what Pittsburgh team is going to show up. Are they going to be the, the uh, uh, Pittsburgh of, of earlier this year when they played uh, some really good games or, or the ones they played against the Raiders last week when they were blaming – when Big Ben is blaming the X-ray machine in Oakland Stadium or throwing his wide receivers under the bus for losing games, running the wrong routes where he threw the ball clearly in the double coverage. Uh, we don't know what Pittsburgh's going to show up. And to me, that's an indictment on Mike Tomlin. He's a great, seemed like a great coach, great leader, but he needs to get his players in check, bro. All it is to it, because they're, they're running their mouth way too much, and he's become straight on playing football. They're still talking about the game from last week, today in a press conference. And that game was days ago. Let it go, man. Move on to the next game. Don't even comment on that. If I'm asked that question, I would say, hey, man, we're not li- dealing with the past. We're going to deal with what's going on right now. We're worried about New England. The Patriots are coming to town, y'all. The Patriots are coming to town. There ain't, no, there ain't nobody you can, you can lay down and just think you're going to get an easy win at home. They need to take every game serious because at this point, they're at the verge of not even making the playoffs. That's a great season they've had uh, off and on. They only got like a one-game lead over the Baltimore Ravens, who's playing much better uh, with Lamar Jackson, that quarterback, and that outstanding defense they have. So Pittsburgh better make sure they win a game or two here down the stretch so they can uh, get in that playoffs and maybe make some make some noise. But I don't the way they're playing, man, let's say just turn it on in the playoffs. If they get there, I don't see them doing much. I know earlier – uh, before the season started, they were like one of my picks to make the Super Bowl in the AFC, but I didn't know they were going to be doing what they're doing. But all that being said, uh, and they got they got to roll up, they got to play New England at home this this uh, Sunday. Doesn't guarantee anything because uh, they've been losing a lot of games at home lately. I mean, they lost last week, uh, two weeks ago. I'm sorry to the uh, LA Chargers. <laughs> They lost to the L.A. Chargers uh, two weeks ago at home in the game. They were dominating at halftime. But in the second half, they didn't do anything. They let the Chargers come back and, and, and snake them at the end. So, don't know, man. Uh, this is going to be a tough game for uh, Pittsburgh to win. And New England's come off that tough loss they had last week against the Miami in the Miami Dolphins. I guess it was called the Miami Miracle with the uh, pitch back and – Deep run by uh, Kendrick Drake. That was a big. There was a big game for Miami. They still didn't play off hunt too. I believe they only have six losses. I think they're seven and six. So they're they, at this point almost uh, by eighty percent of the league is in the hunt. So like instead of uh, only team that's probably not in hunting, some of them California teams. The other ones maybe uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers and maybe them, them Oakland Raiders. And the Raiders have their own set of problems. They, apparently, the city of, of Oakland is suing the Raiders, telling them they can't play in Oakland next year. They said, if you're going to get out of here, go ahead and get out of here now. We don't want to waste our time, waste our, waste our fan base's time. Yeah, they don't want to waste anybody's time because uh, they're supposed to be going to Vegas, which is going to happen in 2020. They're going there, whether the city of Oakland likes it or not. I mean, I know it's kind of uh, disappointing for the city and the fans, but, hey, man, maybe they should have gave them a new stadium years ago. 
instead of playing in a 40-year-old baseball stadium. They still got the dirt infield and really bad facilities there. And we're talking about the NFL team. Why are they playing like that, dude? I know I've been to high school stadiums that have a better field than what they're they're, they're playing on. That's ridiculous, man. But uh, now they're going to Vegas. Hey, man, everything is a business. Everything is about money. If you don't bring it, then uh, you deserve to lose your team. Talking about the billion-dollar industry. You know how much money the uh, Raiders are going to make in Vegas, man? They already got tons of fans all over the world. They're one of the top-selling, most popular teams in in any sports, period. The Raider logo, Raider Nation is deep. They're kind of like the Cowboys, the Lakers, the Yankees in baseball, some of those uh, soccer leagues in Europe. I mean, those those fan bases, man, are very powerful. And going in Vegas now, now they're going to be playing in a tourist city, one of the biggest tourist cities in the world. Man, they're going to draw so many fans to the game. The thing is, are they going to be able to, when they sell out the stadium? Are they going to be there watching the game? Or are they going to be out in one of the hallways playing on the slot machines. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be so much going on there in Vegas. You never know. But I got a feeling that uh, they'll be they'll be just fine over there in uh, in in Sin City, making making some new fans more than what they already have, and uh, making a whole lot of money because they got to pay uh, John Gruden that ten year, a hundred million dollar contract. Can't believe they gave a man a ten-year contract for hundred million. That's just way too much money for a coach that ain't coaching so long. But hey, he got the uh, GM fired the other day, and whether he wants to admit it or not, he had a lot to do with that. He's got power in that in that uh, in that organization now. He might he might he might say the things like, "Oh man, you know me and him go way back, and you know he's a great man." And, we asked him to stay on and another uh, do something else with the team. Why would he want to do that, man? You can st- you're still going to pay the man. You know what, brother? Just forward my checks to this account. I'm going to get paid anyway. Just go and let me step, man, because Reggie McKenzie was like, hey, man, I'm still getting paid. You want to let me go? That's fine. I'm not going to stick around and be some puppet for you and let Chucky walk all over me and tell me what I can and can't do. But I'm the one that drafted the players that you traded away. He he's the one that drafted uh, Mack and and Amari Cooper and all these other guys and those guys that went to great team went make teams average team make them really great. Now that Mack is with Chicago, they're going to the playoffs. Really look like it. They didn't trade Amari Cooper to the Cowboys and they're on their way to the playoffs. So and that's all Gruden. Gruden might not want to admit it, but believe me, Gruden went in there and made them changes. He said Amari Cooper didn't play when he did fire. He didn't like him. And Mark and Mac, he said that uh, he didn't want to be there, so we didn't want him there. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. So he's gonna get his opportunity because all the money he's making to try to fix that thing. But boy, he sure got away with some good players. Cause I know he got a lot of draft picks in return. But like I always say, man, draft picks don't mean anything if you're not gonna do nothing with them. So what you got four or five draft picks in the first round? If you don't draft players that ain't worth a damn, it don't mean anything. You're going to draft some dudes. Oh, yeah, this guy, his 40 time is this, and, and this guy had this many sacks in, uh, in college. Everyone can't be a pro. You might get him there, and he can't deal with all of that. But we shall see what the Raiders do. It's a, a 
I won't say bashing the whole time on those Lottery Raider fans out there, but they really screwed up by getting rid of some of those really good players. I would have kept them, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's Chucky's whole intent was to get rid of all these players and make his mark on the, on the roster himself and bring in the players that he wants to bring in. That's why he fired. They got the GM fired, and he got rid of those great players. I'm pretty sure that was his plan from the get go. I mean, some of these NFL coaches, keeping on the NFL note, some of these coaches, man, they really need to be on the hot seat. I mean, they got a room out there. They're gonna that Mike Tomlin should be on the hot seat. I don't know where they got started. I know he's having some issues with uh, keeping his players quiet here and there. But man, this man has been to two Super Bowls. He's probably won six or seven division titles. You fire him today, he's gonna get picked up tomorrow. And Pittsburgh knew it really roll that way. They're known for keeping their coach. I think they've had in the last 40 years, they probably had three coaches. I mean, they had Chuck Knox there. Then they had, what's my man with the strong jaw? I can't think of his name right now. He went to a Super Bowl, and now Tomlin's been there for over 10 years. So they're not known for uh, just getting rid of coaches on a whim. But I can think of a whole lot of other coaches that need to get fired. Uh, what's my man from the uh, – the Cowboys coach, he actually saved his job by playing, by coaching. Now, I don't know if he's coaching better or just the team is playing better. But regardless of not, they got to, uh, they're playing better. So I got a feeling he's going to keep his job. I'll be shocked if Dallas did anything with him. Matter of fact, Jerry Jones is such, an, such a good move right now. He'll probably give everybody 15 year contract extensions after the season. <laughs> He'll probably be giving them lifetime contracts because he thinks they're the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. He'll probably make Amari Cooper. Cooper uh, probably give him more money than uh, uh, Antonio Brown. He'll probably give uh, Dak more money than uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's no telling what he's gonna do because he he thinks he he thinks he sees the new big three there. So we'll see. But you know Jerry Jones. He uh, right now he's taking credit for everything that's going on with the Cowboys right now. I think they've won five in a row. This week they got a pretty tough one against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. That should be a really good game. And he's got a hell of an offense or well, a passing game. Their running game was just so-so. But it's going to be tough here. Dallas really does have a really good defense. Hate that bit. Their defense is on fire right now. They played uh, – everyone knows what they did to the Saints. And last week against uh, the Eagles – First half they played well, and then that fourth quarter they kind of slipped a little bit. They gave up some 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 drives, abnormal drive, and they got some some calls here and there that go away. But they still won the game. Whatever whatever you want to say about the referees, you know that every week they they're missing calls. I mean, I referee middle school and high school games, and they get on us. We don't have instant replay. These dudes have instant replay. They go back and look at the call and still get it wrong. So it's just not a, it's not a perfect. Uh, Science to that. Some of that stuff is judgment calls. But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, but Dallas got a big game this week, man, against the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see what uh, what they can get done because it's going to be a tough one because Indy's gut, they do have a really, really good passing game. They're going to have to put one of those uh, really fast linebackers they have on the tight end because they really like throwing their tight ends. Indy does. And, and you know T.Y. Hilton. He hits you with the, the YMCA. <laughs> celebration when he catches the big pass. They're going to have to uh, get over the top and make sure he doesn't get deep on because he can really stretch the field. 
And then you got to think uh, Andrew Lux is also a threat at running the ball. The running backs are so-so. Their defense is playing actually better than people people give them credit for. They got a lot of good young stud defensive players on that roster that they don't get credit for. They actually have a linebacker that's a rookie, just like the one the Cowboys has. He actually had better stats than uh, Vanderich. For the Cowboys, this dude's name is Darius Leonard. He has more tackles. And he has more sacks and only one less interception than Vanderus. But the difference is Vanderus plays for the Cowboys. Like I said, when you play for one of those big-time organizations, you're going to get more credit than anybody else. Plus, hey, it's always – I'm not saying you know, it's race thing or whatever, but when they see a, a, a white linebacker, they're going to promote him. And he plays for the Cowboys, oh, man, they're going to make him until the next uh, <clears throat> great – Greatest thing since sliced bread. But, hey, that's not saying Brandon Rich is not a good player because he really is. He's really impressed me uh, coming from the small school. But he's side to side. Him and Jalen Smith have really been balling out. So I got to give it credit for that. But this, don't don't think, don't forget about this kid, Darius Leonard, that Indianapolis has. He's been dominating also. So I really do think that's going to be uh, a really good game this weekend. It's probably one of the better games of the weekend besides the uh, Pittsburgh uh, New England game. It's probably one of the, one of the last few times we see Big Ben play against uh, uh, Captain America, <laughs> Tom Brady, and Tom Brady gonna have fire in his eyes, considering what they did last week. Uh, not blow, well, he didn't blow the game. Well, I guess you can say he had a lot doing that because he kind of screwed up at halftime, taking a sack with no timeouts left, and they were in the red zone. Throw it away, take it three. Throw it back in the end zone. Whatever you're going to do. The taking sack was a no-go. He's been in the league way too long to uh, uh, make that mistake. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, it is what it is. We move on to the next week. And some of the other games we have come up in week 15. We got the Texans and the Jets. The Jets going are hosting the Texans. And the Texans are coming off their tough loss. Like I just said, they lost the divisional game last week to the Indianapolis Colts. Andy, Andy moved the ball up and down the field on that on that uh, Texas defense last week. So believe me, Texas are another team looking forward to revenge and staking their claim to one of the higher seeds in the AFC. They really gonna try to win that game. Uh, we got the Browns traveling to the uh, Mile High City. They're gonna play uh, the Broncos. That should be a good game, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield's hey, I dogged him out when they drafted him, but the kid's been playing pretty good lately. And Denver's always a tough, tough place to play in. I know that loss Denver had last week is going to be tough for them to get in the playoffs, but they don't want to have that rookie. They got a lot of defensive players with a lot of pride. They don't want that rookie roll up in there embarrassing them. So that's going to be a tough one for uh, Baker and the boys. But we'll see. I'm going to that game off the road with the Broncos playing at home in that game. That's actually a Saturday game. Forgot we have two Saturday games this week. That one in the Texans game I was just talking about. So Saturday football, baby. We, right before the college bowl games really kick off, we got Saturday games this Saturday. We got the Texans come on at uh, 3.30 Eastern time. And then we got the, the Browns and, and uh, Broncos right after that one. And the Sunday slate, we got the Falcons playing at home against the Cardinals. Uh, they pretty much have the same record. Not many wins. So this one won't mean much. Maybe Josh Rosen to get some more reps. It'll be good for him in the future. You're going to learn nothing about sitting – with a baseball cap and a clipboard in your hand, you got to get out there 
and show your worth. And that's what he's been doing lately. He's been playing pretty good. He don't have many weapons to throw to. They, they lost their rookie wide receiver they drafted from A&M. He got hurt. So without him out there, they really been struggling. Because like I said, Fitzgerald, great guy. But football's a young man's sport, especially the wide receiver position. It's about time for him to uh, hang his cleats up so he can go into the Hall of Fame five years from the time he hangs it up. I'm pretty sure he's getting towards the end. You got to give that man a lot of credit for what he's done, stuck with that organization all these years. Uh, a lot of bad years, but you know, they had some good years here, and they went to the Super Bowl once against Pittsburgh. She probably should have won that game, but they let old Big Ben <laughs> drive down the field with almost no time left and let uh, and, and Santonio Holmes catch that that touchdown in the corner to win the game. That's one of the better Super Bowls I've seen in a long time. But yeah, that was a good Super Bowl. But, you know, that's uh, Larry Fitzgerald getting towards the end of his career. Raiders and Bengals. Raiders going on the road, playing against the Bengals. Bengals got a backup quarterback. The Raiders actually had a big win last week against Pittsburgh. Hurt that draft status just a little bit. But, hey, man, it's always good to get a win. The Raiders going on the road. I got a feeling they'll, they've been playing better this uh, towards the end of the season. I got a feeling they get them a win. Dolphins, Vikings, um, <laughs> two overpaid, underachieving quarterbacks in this game. We got a little um, Ryan Tannehill. I believe he used to be a wide receiver at AM. He played one year. Uh, quarterback and I would say he gets drafted in the first round. But anyway, he's going against uh the most overpaid quarterback, which would be Kirk Cousin, three years, $84 million. Last week didn't do nothing against Seattle. He's playing at home against the Dolphins. He'll probably ball out. Because Dolphins aren't a good team. They're just barely above five hundred. So I got a feeling uh if you had it if you play the daily fantasy DraftKings or FanDuel I will put uh, Kirk Cousins. You probably get him cheap. He'll probably have a big game this week because uh, this game is uh, not a primetime game. He'll probably ball out this week. Cowboys and Colts, I said we got into that. Don't really know, man. That's that's a toss-up. I think the Colts are favored by like three, maybe two and a half points. When they put it that close, they're just giving the Colts that advance because Colts are playing at home. But I'm going to tell you, if that Cowboy defense shows up, they're going to be hell on uh, Andrew Luck in that game. But Dak also, he got to cut back on the mistakes, man. That dude, he's the most – he's got everything but accuracy. Some things – I mean, the kid has his great poise. He's a seems like a great leader, very likable, all these other things. But something about his accuracy, man, I don't know if he can make that better over time, but that's the only weakness he has in this game. And I know another thing, he holds the ball too long in the pocket, strips gets stripped sometimes. But, you know, he's a young quarterback. Maybe he'll improve on that. But uh, that'll definitely get you beat in the playoffs, no matter how good your defense is. I mean, the other day when they played Philly, he had, I think, two or three picks. Then he fumbled the ball in the red zone. All that stuff will get you. I mean, they can't keep depending on, on uh, Ezekiel Elliott to save them every Sunday. Uh, eventually that man's going to wear out because that, that game against Philly, man, he looked tired. He kept tapping out about three or four times. I mean, that's a lot of pounding for those running backs to take. Uh, he gets the ball a lot, and he don't go down easy. He takes a lot of punishment. So, But I got a feeling that's going to be a field goal game. I guess I got to make a choice, huh? So, uh, Colts at home. 
I think they break the Cowboys' uh, win streak. The Cowboys pretty much in the playoffs already. I think they'll, they'll – not that they're not going to play hard, but I got a feeling the Colts will get them this week playing at home. Buccaneers-Ravens. Buccaneers got nothing to play for. Their coach should be on the hot seat too. Dirk Curter, Cutter, I believe that's his name. The Buccaneers coach, uh, they really haven't done much. I mean, they switch quarterbacks every two weeks. But now they're letting Jameis, since he's learned to keep his hands to himself a little bit, maybe he can keep his job and they can move forward with Jameis. I wouldn't have a problem if they traded him to maybe the Redskins. That'll make me happy since Alex Smith broke his leg in three or four different places. So did uh, Colt McCoy. We're going to have to get a quarterback. He's still young. But I uh, don't know if that's a good spot for him because our organization got issues too. So maybe he don't need to be there anyway. But, yeah, uh, Buccaneers going on the road playing Baltimore. That should be a really good game. Uh, a lot of points scored because uh, Buccaneers, they slain the ball up and down the field. And the Ravens have a, a really good uh, defense. But uh, Buccaneers' defense is bad. So maybe maybe we can get some points scored in there maybe. Overall, 40 points or so. But I'm going to go with the Ravens playing at home to stay in the playoffs. Right now, they're the final playoffs uh, seed. And they still got something to play for. Still got a chance to win the division, too. So they definitely want to win that game. Lions and Bills, two teams that aren't doing much. Uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback from Buffalo, uh, he's starting to play better. Who knew this kid was such a runner? I mean, he's been getting like, I think last week he had over 100 yards rushing. That's pretty impressive for a quarterback. But, you know, it was weird to me when I hear things like that, man. They don't even criticize him for running that much. But it was the brother, man, they say, hey, better start running, you're going to get hurt. Well, Lamar Jackson does, they tell him he shouldn't be doing it. But when, when anyway, that's the story for another day. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, but all that being said, in that game right there, I'm, I'm going to have to roll with the uh, Bills at home. Bills defense is playing really good. So I'm going to roll with the Bills at home that uh, – Beat Matthew Stafford, another overpaid, underachieving quarterback. Packers and Bears, division game. The Bears won a big game last week, shut down the uh, LA, L.A. Rams. They shut them down to the point they didn't even get a, a touchdown. The Rams averaged about 30-plus points a game. They couldn't get a touchdown. They had two field goals, one missed field goal. Just couldn't get it done. They, they even had Jared Goff throwing interceptions, which is rare. This year, everyone's starting to say he's just a system quarterback. Hey, man, don't not too many teams got defense like the Bears. So as long as you don't play them too often, you'll be just fine. But in that game, I'm going to have to roll the Bears. Bears got revenge on their mind because last time they played the Packers, I believe it was the first game of the year, and Rodgers got hurt. But he came back in the game and led them on a comeback victory in week one. But this week, the Bears got a lot to play for. Packers really don't. Uh, the Bears would, I mean, Packers would love to spoil the Bears' playoff chances. I don't think they can because the Bears got a pretty decent lead on everybody. They're going to make the playoffs rather than a wild card or uh, or a division winner. They're going to be there, and I think the Bears will win this Sunday against the Pack. Redskins, Jaguars. Mm. We have a fourth string quarterback for the Redskins and third string for the Jaguars. Don't know who will be watching much of this game. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Jaguars, when they want to, they can have an elite defense. I know people like to throw that word elite around, but they can have a really, really strong defense when they come to play. The Redskins have that wild card. 
quarterback that no one knows about much about. So we'll see what he can get done when he's on the fire a little bit from that great Jack Jaguars defense. We can find some open guys and, but he's Josh Johnson. That's his name. Uh, if he can uh, make some plays with the legs, they might need to do that. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Jaguars at home and probably a field goal game. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that game was nine to six at the end, but we'll see if I'm gonna go with the Jaguars in that one. Titans and the Giants. Uh, both teams are playing pretty good. The Titans haven't played in it's been, let me think, about 12 days because they had they played that Thursday night game when uh, the running back, Derrick Henry, looked like Bo Jackson. I believe he had a 90-plus yard running touchdown. I didn't know that kid was even fast enough to run that far. He was stiff on with people all down the sidelines. He had 200-something yards rushing in that game, over half of them in one play almost. But uh, they've had plenty of rest, and the Giants been playing much better lately. I even saw a clip on the internet today that they're saying the Giants can still make the playoffs. They have to win all their games, of course. They didn't have three games left. And they show the scenario where four teams lose their games, the rest of their games, or two out of the three, and they can still make it. Uh, sounds crazy, but I've seen crazier things happen. I don't think they'll do it. Uh, I don't think the Giants will uh, get in, but <clears throat> they've been playing much better. Seems like they played much better with Odell. I think because the pressure of not throwing him the ball is not there. So I think that's the reason why they seem like they played better. He can spread the ball more around to other receivers, but all they've been said, the Giants are at home, Titans on the road. Titans still have a more legit shot to make the playoffs. Oh, man, I don't know. Got Marcus Mariota. He's another underachieving quarterback, and they got to make a decision on him too soon also because they don't know where or not he's the man for the job. So I'm going to have to roll with the Giants. Sounds crazy picking Eli to beat anybody, but I'm going to have to roll with the Giants in that one. Seahawks 49ers. Um, Richard Sherman playing his old team again. This time he's playing them get in his new stadium where the 49ers play, Levi Stadium. Uh, the Seahawks are rolling right now, man. Uh, like I said, Russell, my favorite quarterback, got it done last week. Only had 70 yards passing, but still won. I'm going to go with the uh, Seahawks on the road for the big victory to keep that number one playoffs wild card spot in the playoffs. So I'm going to roll the Seahawks to win that one. Patriots and Steelers, like we talked about that. Uh, the Patriots on the road come off that tough last-second loss. Everyone knows they should have won that game. So I'm on this game and the Steelers, you don't know what Steelers team is going to show up. So I'm probably going to have to go with the Patriots in this game because the Steelers are just up and down. It wouldn't shock me if the Steelers won, but I'm going to have to go. The, the more sound pick would probably be the, the, the Patriots on the road to come back. Bounce. They, don't have, they don't lose too many games in a row. This late in the season, so I'm gonna go with the Patriots on the road. Uh, Eagles and Rams. Apparently, Carson Wentz hurt his neck in the Cowboy game. So, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles is rolling up in there to try to save the day again. They ain't gonna make. They're not gonna make a playoff run this year. But he's gonna come out there and uh, it seems like he's gonna finish off the season. So um, at this point, Philly's not gonna make it. So why even rushing back? You might as well just say Carson Wentz, hey man, go ahead. And, Chill out, man. The rest of the season, we're not going anywhere anyway. It seems like uh, they're kind of going to shut him down. They're going to shut down the season. It seems like it. So that means Nick Foles get to finish the season. Ball out. Uh, make him earn some of that, that money he's making, too. So I'll go with the uh, – but they're playing the Rams, and Rams come off that tough loss. Like I said, against the Bears. So I'm going to go with the Rams at home 
Jared Goff put them on your fantasy team. He's going to have a big week. And the last game of the weekend is a Monday Night Football, the Saints, Panthers. Panthers, I think they've lost five in a row now. And the Saints got back on track last week when they beat Tampa Bay. And they need to – now they're the one seed in, in the uh, NFC. So I'm about to go with the uh, Saints to win that game on the road against the uh, struggling Panthers. But it's a division game. You know, the division game, sure, you never know who's going to win. But that, when that game, I have to go with the Saints on the road to get the big win. All right, y'all. Those are my thoughts. Those are all the stuff that's going on in the NFL. There's so much going on, so much to talk about. Playoffs are coming here pretty soon. Just find out my boy Dirk's coming back. He's going to make his debut 21st season, man, with one team. An NBA record. He'll be playing his first game Thursday of the year. Mavericks are starting to look better, man. I'm not saying they're going to make no play. They're not going to make them big playoff rush or anything this year. But they're winning games, and they're starting to – and now we – now – I do have the NBA lead pass. At least I know it's worth watching now. Because <laughs> last year when I had it, it was really a waste of money. But this year they're playing better. All right, y'all. This is Soul on Sports. We out of here.